Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. hours of sleep, a shit ton mm. of coffee, and a mm. five-mile run. Of course you did. Did you run with the mask? Yeah, but again, it was the masquerade mask, so I think I'm fine. Mm. I think I'm mm. safe. Mm. What difference does it make if everybody is wearing these masks wrong? How many people have you seen with masks that are just covering their chin or a lip and their nose is exposed? I'm like, that's the... Didn't I text this to you the other day that I feel like every time I see that, I I hear Inigo Montoya in my head and I think, I do not think you are wearing that the way you are supposed to be wearing it. <laughs> you did? Because you had, yes. And was that the one when I said I was watching someone eating uh, fries from McDonald's after they clearly just went running or exercising yep. with their the, with their blue gloves on? And I was like walking and I'm like, oh God. For, my first thing was like, you just worked out and now you're having McDonald's fries. And then when I saw his paw come out of the the fry bag and he was shoving fries in his mouth with a blue glove on, I'm like, sir, that is not the point of the glove. You're just ingesting. Now you've just ingested the virus. You just said it to yourself, you fucking idiot. I do not think this works how you think it works. (laughs) (laughs) I saw something very similar when, when me and my Jules did a day trip in the beginning of all this mess and I just had to get out. So we drove to... Uh, Lambertville and Stockton, Pennsylvania and all that. It's like like the New Hopi area. Yeah. So we just did like a little day trip and it was, you know when you want to do something normal and it ends up depressing? <laughs> because it's not normal. <laughs> yeah. And we got down there and I was like, this made me sadder. But we went to this place <laughs> called the Stockton Farmer's Market and, you know, only a couple things were open. But there was a girl outside with a grill and she was making sandwiches for people, and she had a makeshift mask on, which was a towel that was just over her mouth, and she had rubber gloves on, but she was having lunch herself, and she was shoving a hamburger into her gullet. <laughs> and then two people came up and ordered burgers from her, and she did not change no. a glove. No. And they didn't see it happen, and I was like, is this like that scene in Seinfeld where I'm supposed to, like, if you see something, say something? I I didn't even, I was, like, shocked into being still. I just, I I mean, I don't know what part, if just people feel safe with, like, the mask just dangling from their ear as they're chain smoking in front of my building. I'm like, what part of it, it infects your respiratory system don't you seem to understand but honestly if like, you're smoking a, a cigarette you're you you want to die you just want it to be on your terms yeah i i i, I don't i don't understand I, I, I really just don't i don't I either don't. have you burped in your mask yet it's a it's a horror show it's yes <laughs> yes i have you've dutch ovened your face <laughs> yeah i'm like oh no don't call um, me it was it was nice when I couldn't um, smell anything, but now that my smell is back, uh, it's not so it's not so great. <laughs> wow, that was the one plus of you having the virus. 
I would give anything and, not to smell anything. <laughs> Especially in my house right now, my jewels made a pot of chili, and I would give anything <laughs> to not no. take in his odor. Too much? No, 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 that's great. Um, I complained about something stupid today, and I thought, I'm back, baby! That's the first sign that we are coming out of this shit show. That I've started to complain about stupid things again. Things that don't matter. I don't think it's, I think it's complacency. What do you mean? Because now, well, I don't think that we're coming out of it. It just means that now we're getting like, now this is like the trying part where we have to override that. Otherwise, we're just going to start making really shitty decisions. So you, you say we're giving into it. We're not getting over it. Yes. In the words of expose, I'll never get over you getting over her me. <laughs> Oh, expose. They had one good album and then they disappeared, right? That's correct. Um, expose. Seasons change. I want you here tomorrow, but I need you here today. I love a three girl band. You know, give me a Wilson Phillips any day. Um, Point of No Return. Yes. (gasps) They had some good hits. Did I ever tell you when I was yes. in sixth grade, I, start, I tried to start a girl group with two other friends of mine? And, Stop and we it. Only, Shut up. Yes. We got, <laughs> <laughs> it was sixth grade, and I was very serious about it. And I'm like, you guys, put those Barbies down. We're going to be stars. And we only got as far as naming the girl group, and then we disbanded. But, hey, we, we, we got that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I yeah. could remember the name of the girl group. I know that if I like marinate on it for a night, I'll get back to you and let you know. But I, uh, well, I put a you, lot of work into it. I know that I, I like I had a thesaurus, like a paper, open a book, vintage thesaurus, and I found the name of our girl group. And then they left me. And then look at me. I'm like Beyonce. Right? I mean, look at you. You're exactly <laughs> like Beyonce. Don't I look like her? Mm. A little bit. Uh, another thing I am over this week, I have to say, in the way of complaining, because, God, it feels so good, are sure. the um, empathy commercials, the commercials that are like, <laughs> we're in this with you. Because now you it's going the, too far. You mean like the one where it starts out with Lena Dunham? Because I'm like, no matter <gasps> what you say after this, I am going to pick up my television and throw it onto Eighth Avenue. Talk don't about ever working. come at me. <laughs> don't ever come at me with some Lena Dunham. Like we're just we're in it together. As if she's like, you know. You are working at, at a deficit if you start your commercial <laughs> with Lena Dunham. How you dig your way out is rough. I know. I'm not. I'm not the biggest um, supporter of her. I understand that she's done wonderful things. I am with you in the Lena Dunham camp. What did she say? Did you actually watch the rest of this commercial? Well, it's 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 like her and like half the cast of I think Curb Your Enthusiasm or not Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> I uh, was like, what the hell kind of like, misfit like island these, is this? I think it's like all the some actors from HBO shows that I can't. I don't know. It's like who's an the, H- who? Who's the guy that plays Bernie Sanders on uh Oh, SML? Larry Sanders. Yeah. It's him. Or like people, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. Like some of the, some of some of the people that are on his show. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I was just like you had to start with her, huh? 
I'm like, I don't give a shit what it is. I don't give a shit. And she's, she looks sad. I'm like, oh, what are you sad about? Your pile of money that you're laying on? Fuck off. Get off me. Get me, get me to this whatever the fuck I'm watching. What was this? This was before a show? Yeah, it's like, it's okay to not be okay. Oh, I'm my like, God. Uh, and you could have picked any other HBO star, and you you were like, let's, t- <laughs> let's tee it off with Lena Dunham, you guys. You know what? Can we definitely start with her eating a um out of a, a container a Cool Whip while taking a dump in the corner? Because that was the whole, that was all of girls. Every I mean, sort of girl started with her taking a dump somewhere in a field yeah. and eating yeah. something that made you cringe. Yeah, it's like, I, you know what? I need a little finesse if you're going to lay on some, something thick like that with some Lena Dunham. It's like, even when you start out fisting, you don't punch fuck somebody. <laughs> you start with one finger and move up to five. So, and, and I also don't ever need to see any other girl. I don't care. Like, I'm sure girls do this to their boyfriends, but I don't need to see another show about some girl going to the bathroom with the door open and Always. how she wipes herself. Or what is that? Why, Aaron? Why? I don't Do you know. want to see that? No, my Jules and I never go to the bathroom in front of each other unless we're in well, public with the doors open. Then why do, why do we need to see that on film? I, I think I got know. it. No one, no one wants to watch me go to the bathroom. I'm sure. Of it. I beg to differ. And you even saying that on a podcast is inviting a host of private <laughs> messages. <laughs> None of which have to do with, hey, buy my headshots. Oh. Real different. I don't, I, I don't know why people do that. I feel like there's the shock value of it. You know, like one, one show was like, oh, my God, they showed a woman going to the bathroom and having a conversation. You know what we can track this back to? If we're going to um, contact trace this, I would take it back to Boogie Nights and Julianne right. Moore. Uh-oh. Was it was it Boogie Nights where she was there's there's a Julianne Moore scene, some movie, where she's having a full angry conversation with somebody completely bottomless while she's like blow drying her skirt. I'm I gonna don't have know. to look into that. But like the shock value of, of somebody taking a dump and being so casual to have a conversation, it's like this is what people do. Have you ever just left the door open and, and just dropped a Cleveland steamer while talking to to Marcus in the kitchen? Absolutely not. No, nor <laughs> to any of nor to any of my friends. I don't find it cute. I don't find like it's one thing like maybe if like yeah someone had to go to the bathroom. If a girl wants to go like urinate in the other room, fine. And if she leaves the door open and we're in the middle of a conversation, that I get. No. But if she's gonna if she's Tommy gunning the toilet and she needs to like burn something, I don't need <laughs> the door open. We can pause the conversation. No matter what we're talking about, we can pause. It's okay. I can listen to some music or something. I don't know. If you need to light sage after your experience in a bathroom, maybe you shouldn't be having an open door conversation with anybody. Yeah. If you need to burn the hand towels while you're in there, (laughs) probably not. If you enter with a young priest and an old priest, maybe (laughs) no. Maybe not. I, I don't get this phenomenon at all. I never have. And it's something amongst like females too, where it's like, let's go to the bathroom together. And then they'll just pee in front of you. And I am so Catholic. There's parts of me that I don't know if it's a Boston thing. I, I'm just, ugh, I'm not, the human body is a disgusting thing. In the words of my mother, <laughs> that is a quote. I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said it first. And then my mother passed it down to me. The human body is a disgusting thing. And I, sure. I, I never feel comfortable with somebody 
peeing in front of me and being like, so anyway, so I went to Target and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you have to address the fact that you're just like taking a dump in front of me right now. I'm not okay I just with don't, it. I don't, I just don't need it. What I'm saying is, I just don't need it. Well, I, I mean, and you and I, when we reach the point in our relationship, then it'll be done. Yeah, we'll be, you know what? I think we've called. I think we've hit it. That's it's our Bon Voyage episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've tapped out. We've reached the limit. There's things I just don't need to know about somebody. It's the same way with, like, if I went to a gym or a dance class or something and people were changing afterwards, and yes, you're amongst friends, but when there's somebody, like, that you know naked in front of you, I make mm-hmm. such hyper eye contact that that I look above their head like I'm an SNL character who can't focus on anything. You know, like one eye is going up, one eye is going sideways. Mm-hmm. Just to try to or, maintain extreme eye contact. Yeah, or suddenly like your keys are the most fascinating thing that you've ever encountered in your lifetime. Yeah, suddenly you really have to sift through your purse for something and you're, mm-hmm. you just have a small clutch and there's only three items in there and you can just keep yeah. rolling them back and forth. Yeah, it's a coin purse. There's only four coins in it. Why do you keep counting those pennies? Why won't you look at me? Because you're not wearing pants, okay? <laughs> I don't know how else I can get it. Just put your pants. How long does it take you to put your underwear on? You don't need to have a conversation while you're bottomless. No. Like, I, just I, complete the task. This isn't an acting exercise. Complete the task immediately. Don't We don't, don't want marinate. interrupted death. Yeah, not interrupted destination right now. We're not doing that. Oh, blah. Well, on that happy note, I would like to welcome you all to Dear Pod, the very not-naked comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Harry Hamlin. Oh, well, finally, I'm Cece Peniston. How are you, Cece? Uh, And we're coming to you from both... Downtown swinging hell's catching. And the masked-up Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hey, how about a little less questions and a little more shut the hell up? That is so... That's a mood. That's what that is. That is spot fucking on. That is day 6,823 of quarantine right there. A little more shut the hell up. Uh, But you, please, you listeners, don't shut the hell up. We want to hear from you, so please follow us online on your social media, at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram and your Twitter and your Face Place. We have a fabulous website where you can find every last one of our episodes, 50 plus at this point, over a year. That's right, DearPodOfficial.com. And where can they email us, Patrick? DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And please look out for our, our questions that we will post periodically on our handouts. And uh, and if and you want to private message Patrick about peeing in front of him, do <laughs> feel free. Feel free. I mean, I love, I love that. I mean, nothing says it better than a um, than a DM about your PP. <laughs> a DM about my about my BM. So slide into his BMs and let him know that you oh. want. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> oh God! <laughs> Diarrhea. Spitballing. Uh, so since we've been quarantined, one of the things we've been adding is our, our, our shut-in shout-out of the week. And I have two of them. Do you have a shut-in shout-out? Do I have a shut-in? 
shout out. No, I don't. Nothing. You're done. My my my, my life is getting smaller here. <laughs> it's like the lens is closing in, isn't it? <laughs> this is one touch. It's shot. like being yeah, it's like being buried alive and just like that one last shovel of dirt being thrown on me. Like I can't see anything. I, it's like I'm in a reverse pin spotlight, like where it starts yeah. off big and it just keeps getting tinier until it's just focusing on my face like I'm in a revival of cabaret. <laughs> Who's your shout out? I have two. Um, oh. The first goes to, I had some good laughs online this week. Um, these are some online shows that everybody needs to follow. Uh, the Slipper Room does a burlesque show on Instagram well, specifically, I watched Boys Night for the Slipper Room. Friends of mine's Joshua Dean and Ben Franklin started this thing called Boys Night, and they use our friend Eve Starr as the MC. And they had a fabulous show on Instagram Live at nine o'clock on a Thursday. And just keep your Ooh. eyes out for them on Instagram because it was it was pre-taped, so they just pressed play and they uploaded this thing to IGTV. And it was a half hour long, and it was so entertaining. So fun. Oh. Um, and also, Maria Bamford has been doing new material on Zoom shows. And if you Venmo her five bucks, you basically just buy a ticket to her show and you get in the Zoom room and you sort of watch her work through stuff. And and I took a screenshot of it and I put it up on my Instagram and she shared it on her Instagram story and I geeked out. These are the things that are mm. making me so happy. The five dollars, the five dollars that you give to her on Venmo goes to, I think it's um an L.A. woman's shelter. Uh, basically, L.A. woman uh, from the door. L.A. woman. I don't want to speak out of turn. Let me let me just find it before I go. But we can go back to that. Um, okay. And I will say this. I guess that's two shout outs, but I have a third. Uh, oh, God. I'm you have a third. Cheating. In quarantine, even. I know. A third I, in quarantine. Well, How 80s. You bring them in, and then you're very careful about how you handle your third. That third has sure. to quarantine for 14 days. Um, oh. I'm cheating on Trader Joe with Stu Leonard. Who? Roy Leonard. <sighs> Stu Leonard. Oh. Have who you? Is, who, who is Stu Leonard? Stu Leonard's is a very large supermarket. But it's like if you oh. took Trader Joe's and you gave Come him on. roids and you let him grow for a couple years, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Trader Joe is like Stu Leonard's younger brother. So it's a is larger it generic? Uh, no, they had regular products like brand names and they have a liquor store right in the middle of everything. Which, hey, oh. holla. But why it's I mean, similar is like they have prepackaged, already made items that you can just grab and go. So uh, I was told about Stu Leonard's and I decided to, to take my jewels on a sexy date to Stu Leonard's. And he oh. embarrassed the family this week. He embarrassed us. Oh. We went into the liquor store where we find wine like we do. Now we're wearing our masks and we have ill-fitting rubber gloves on. The scene is set. You can't really see much of his face, just his wacky little beady eyes. He grabs a couple bottles of wine, and then, while we're waiting in line, six feet behind everybody, he turns and says, Oh, they have dogfish head beer. 
And he leaves the line, and I'm holding in the line, and I see him walk over to a precariously built tower of glass beer bottles. And nope. I'm watching going, I don't think this story ends well. Before he even did anything, he put two of the wine bottles in one hand and went to go grab a six-pack with the other. And, Uh-oh. of course, the cardboard gives under the weight of his sausage fingers, tears right off, hits the top of the tower, and beer bottles go flying on the floor. Crashing, smashing, uh. delicious ale seeping all over the floor. And the look that he shot me, let me tell you, I have learned in this coronavirus, you don't need anything more than your eyes to, <laughs> to communicate fear and happiness in, in like 10-second intervals. He looked at me like he was horrified, and then I saw his eyes turn into like little half moons, like he was laughing. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't know what's happening under that incredibly stinky mask, but he, he was just like beside himself. And, and the girl comes over, to clean it all up. And you could just tell that she was having the day that the rest of us were having. It was like the shitty rainy day. Everybody's angry. And she comes over and she was like, just please back up, sir. <laughs> like, you know, she's she's trying to pull it back. She's trying to say the right thing, but it's coming out wrong. It's like, I, I just need for you to walk away. <laughs> okay, I've got it. I've got it. I, I just... Mm. Like, no, but I can... No, no, no. No, but I can't... No. Like, she's not saying anything disrespectful, but it's coming out with the force of, like, her her vocal cord could fly out and slap him in the face. Like, I'll be fine. <laughs> could you just walk away? And uh, he walked back in the line, and I pretended not to know him. That is a true story. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? You really don't have many options at that point. You just don't. You don't. Oh, um, DWC Web is where... Uh, Maria Bamford's money goes. She pays. She has an opener comic. She pays the opener comic, uh, and then she donates money to DWC Web on Instagram. So it's it's great. She has a whole thing going on here, and it was really fantastic to watch. So that's a lot of shut in, shut in shout outs. From oh, me. shut in shout out. When Last, you have an, guess... a miserable week, oh. you have to find it. What were you gonna say? I guess it, I mean I find comfort in the. Um... With Broadway HD, last night I watched uh, The King and I. I've never seen it. Ooh. They're just with like... Ben, ben Watanabe and Kelly O'Hara. Oh. Kelly Do they O'Hara. just air full musicals or something? Musicals and plays. Ooh. Musicals and plays. Maybe I'll I've take never my seen it. on a date to see something. Well, I mean, I don't know what your take is on The King and I. Eh. But... But my favorite thing is in my neighborhood growing up, there was a Thai restaurant called the King and Thai. So that's the only <laughs> reason why I kind of like it. I was like, I'm like, why don't I come here more often? Oh my I God. fucking love a play on words. Do you Not know, even kidding. Do you know Chuck and I have been developing an outdoor mall that's going to be all puns? And that would really has- work well there. Did you like it? Uh, the King and Thai or the King and I? Both. Uh, the king, I like the king and tie better than I like the king and I. Um, oh. As I'm like, I don't understand why I'm watching this. It's beautiful and sung very well. I just don't really understand what the stakes are and why. I just don't 
it's nice. I mean, yeah, she's got a huge ass dress and she spins around, but mm, I don't know. Maybe it was Ken Watanabe. I mean, Yul Brenner. It's really hard to replace Yul Brenner in your brain. I so. don't know anything about that show. Mm. Well, I don't know anything look it about up. the King. Look it up. If you got, if you got seven and a half hours, watch it. Well, hey, it's time hey, to get into. Hey. Let's get into it. I just choked on my own throat. Ugh, oh. Too much mask mm. wearing. I need okay. oxygen. All right. Oh, hammer don't hurt him. Oh, didn't I tell you I tried to run with a mask and then my my lips kept flapping and I I understood how Lisa Rinna felt once and for all. <laughs> how are you? How are you? <laughs> so this week's theme, ironically, a couple weeks after we celebrated our first year anniversary here here at the pod, this week we have gone for wedding anniversary. Or anniversary. anniversary. I went with wedding anniversary. What did you do for anniversary? I did that also. Lovely. Then this week's theme is wedding anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Ring However, have you, have you heard, um, I've had more than one person tell me that during this quarantine um, that they are headed after the quarantine to either a separation and or divorce. I'm like, well, maybe someone should have uh, counted all their money before they got married because marrying for money puts you where you are. I mean, it's just incredible the I, amount of people that have come forward that have said that. I'm getting a divorce. Um, yeah. I called this. I called this in the beginning of the quarantine, didn't I? I wrote it on the face place, so that means it's time stamped. I said, I wish I invested in some divorce lawyers before this because they're going to be them and hairstylists, the busiest people when the quarantine is over. I mean, seriously. Because if you're going to be back in the dating pool, you might as well look okay. When you marry for money, this is what happens, I think. Is that everybody that you've... I have not heard about anybody get like gearing up for divorce. So you've heard it from rich people. The richies want to leave each other. That is correct, sister wife. Wow, when your house is built on a foundation of shit, it just sinks right back <laughs> into the earth, doesn't it? Cup of cup of cup, that's Trying correct. to be truvy over here, just trying to be. <laughs> um, Wedding anniversary, wait, going back. Divorce, ah, it was gone from my head. It's fine, it's fine. Today we're talking about wedding anniversaries. The people who survive yeah. the years together. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> Um, we're coming up on our ninth wedding anniversary, which I think, That's are you amazing. right behind us? Well, we're coming up on our 10th anniversary together, but our, just our third wedding anniversary. Oh, see, you're those people. You're the people that celebrate the multiple anniversaries. Well, it's the same day. There was even a wedding anniversary of ours. Now, we're only nine years into this thing. A wedding anniversary where we were both like, oh my God, it's our anniversary. Ah, oh, crap. Should we do something? <laughs> <laughs> That's how low on the totem pole uh, marking occasions are for us, I guess. But 10 years going to be a big one. I want to go back to Hawaii. Well, I'm sure in 2025 you can. Exactly. By the time we hit our 50th, our golden anniversary, we'll be ready to travel again. And Hawaii will be expecting us. I hear the golden is actually urine. It's not gold. Golden showers fill your eyes. I used to think that those were the lyrics. What song is that? It's a, what? Beatles? It's a Beatles song. 
Smiles will wake you when you rise. Golden summers fill your eyes. Slumbers. Oh, see, I still don't know it. But golden showers fill my eyes every damn day. Every day I wake up and I say, Jules, you're missing the toilet. You have to walk into the bathroom before you take your weenus out. Oh, God. Good God. It all comes back to peeing in front of somebody today. We're disgusting. But we're it's here. as if we have nothing else. We have nothing else in the canon. I know. We're, we're getting limited. But this week, let's see. Let's open up our wedding albums and, and see what falls out. All right. All right. Why don't you start? All right. This is from the Daily News of Port Angeles. Port Angeles, Washington, Monday, March 27, 1972. Dear Abby, I will never again say that a letter in your column is too unbelievable to be real. Listen to this. My husband and I recently attended the 25th anniversary party of a couple we had known for years. It was a beautiful dinner party at a club for about 100 guests. Around midnight, the husband said that he and his wife had an announcement to make. They stood arm in arm, and he said, we've had 25 years of marriage. Our children are married now, and there is no longer a reason to go on pretending our marriage is a success. It has been a failure for many years, so we've decided that while we are both young enough to enjoy life, we're getting divorced. It's nobody's fault. It's mutual and friendly, and we hope that you will continue to be our friends. They kissed each other and danced together as the band played Good Night, Sweetheart. At first, we all thought it was a joke. It wasn't. They asked all those who had brought gifts to please take them home, saying they had already decided only yesterday to announce their divorce at this anniversary party since all their friends would be there. Can anybody top this? Signed, was there. Oof. Dear was. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to the party. Uh, We're getting a divorce. (laughs) And now, dessert. Everybody drink. <laughs> what I was mean, the answer? Uh, she said, dear was. I hope not. That, that was, was it? it. That, that was all Greece. she said. That's all. So, yeah. Can't top it. Can't top that story. I appreciate <sighs> the fact that they didn't do that at the beginning of the party. It's kind of like going to someone's house and then they're dying right before dinner. And you're like, so we're not going to have dinner. Which brings us back to that article from a couple weeks ago who was like, I can't believe that their father died and they didn't even serve us canapes. How tacky. (laughs) This, I, what I, my brain, my lizard brain first goes to is one of the caterers coming out in the middle of this, like to drop coffee at somebody's t- <laughs> like he's like you guys announcement to make um i'm dying tonight i'm gonna go and commit suicide i'm so glad you're all here and uh and just that one guy who's like with the tea tray or just like walks out in the tray just drops and shatters everything all right this is awkward do we serve dessert ah go to somebody more sanka I'm fine. Uh, Sanka. Sanka is the the drink of divorce right there. Just sad coffee-esque flavor. <laughs> Just the essence of coffee. Sanka is this party. Can wow. you even imagine? I would give anything to have been at this party. I would 
shit myself laughing. It would be so... <laughs> Wouldn't you? If we were sitting at table four together and we've been invited to this thing and they go to make an announcement, first of all, I thought that you were going to say that they were going to walk off into like the water together with their with their pockets full of stones or something. So the fact that they're just getting a divorce is perfect. I mean, I think... I think I'm imagining the room being like stunned silence. And then if you just turn to you and I at this table, just like bursting out <laughs> laughing and like just bouncing off the echoing wall, just like I can only imagine. Like Bart, Bart waiter, bartender, can we get, can we get another round? I know. I'm going to need a martini <laughs> over here and a Caesar salad. <laughs> Grilled. So can someone hand me my gift, please? I know. I would take it back. You know, but you know what? I, probably I got them a Vitamix, just, damn it. I'll just go to the table and pick out someone's gift. Yeah, so it suddenly becomes like a Yankee swap. Yeah, why not? Wow. Oh. That is the best way to celebrate I mean, a divorce. You know what? Maybe they is, know this, something. This is going to be the party that we, that we go to after quarantine. I guarantee you, if divorce lawyers are going to be a thing, the first party we go to is going to be a divorce announcement party. We're going to have to have an entire episode of this. So I... yeah, I went to another one of those quarantine surprise, we're getting divorce parties. <laughs> those are so much better than the, oh God, we're pregnant parties. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pregnancies nine months from now, as much as everybody is calling it. Aren't you just too miserable? God damn. I mean, if there's, if there's, I say if there's going to be as many uh, pregnancies post-quarantine, there's going to be a lot of uh, post-pregnancy, throw me down the stairs, please, parties. Where it's like, <laughs> exactly. I don't care who's behind, like, line up behind me. Staircase parties. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy who, who pushed the woman down the stairs? The blow poke yeah. guy? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. going to have suddenly, a staircase party. Suddenly he's got an influx of mail. Wow. So how'd you do it? Explain it slowly, though, will you? Yeah, I mean, I no, I'm not trying to expose you. I'm just trying to take notes. I just need to know how it can be done. Yeah. That's what I said to somebody. I was like, wow, The Shining is looking like a DIY. It's like an instructional video now. A little bit. A little, little bit. It should be on the DIY network. That or Oxygen. Oxygen, teaching women how to kill husbands since 1985. <laughs> but we're doing it under the, like, with Candace Cameron Bure, so it doesn't yeah. seem so harsh. Yeah. Well, she had her pocket Bible with her. How could she have done so wrong? I don't, I don't know. Understand. She's always with that rosary. Is she really? I don't know. I don't Probably know not. Candace I don't think... Cameron. What I don't, I don't know... Really either is that I have an article from the Times-Herald in Port Huron, Michigan, May 26, 1968. And this is very similar to what yours is. Get ready. Wedding anniversary. Get ready. Are you ready? Yes, I just wet my my pants up. I'm ready. Okay, good. Stretches and strap yourself in. Here it goes. Oh, okay. Wedding anniversary to be performance. Dear Ann Landers, Next month, my husband and I will celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. Our three children want to give a party and invite 80 friends and relatives. Our marriage has not been a good one. It was more of an endurance test than a marriage. My husband entertained women openly, took them to dinner in the theater, treated them to trips, and even brought one home to meet the children when they were 
in their teens. <laughs> the, these past two years, he has been home a great deal. He tells me he is repentant and thanks me for being so understanding. I have kept my thoughts to myself, but I know he is worn out and not as attractive to women as he once was. Also, he has had financial reverses and can't spend money as he did in the past. I try to be pleasant, but my love for him died long ago. Does such a marriage call for a celebration? Would I be a hypocrite to allow our children to entertain for our 40th anniversary? I'll do as you say. Empty laughter. I'll do as you say. Jesus, what you've I'll been do doing our whole say. damn life. Jesus Christ. Dear EO. Fucking make up your own goddamn mind. Exactly. That's why you're here, 40th. Dear EL, it is obvious that your children do not view your marriage as you do. And it's just as well. Since you have played the role so beautifully all these years, one more benefit performance won't hurt. Hey! Fake your way through it or make an announcement at the end and tell everybody to take their gifts back. That's kind of not like the greatest answer, I have to say. Like suck it up, get through it, and just fake it. Get through the anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Not the greatest answer, but probably, to be honest, something I would have done. If you're that far in, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're like, what's one more night of faking it? And and you'll have a fabulous dinner at the Chateau Restaurant in Waltham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Enjoy your toasted raviolis. I'm getting a divorce. This is why people have, have restaurants and, and events, you know, when we eventually have them again in 2068. People yeah, must gather to get divorced. So, mm -hmm. I mean, well, okay. I, I mean, it's null and void because neither of us would be married for 40 years to somebody who is a philanderer that she knows about. But the fact that she just said to Ann Landers, I'll do as you say, is is representative of the whole situation. Would you not agree? Kind of. Uh, I do agree. I do agree. I don't quite understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, again, you're going to pen to paper and then ask a total... Your, your life is hanging on what Ann Landers is going to say to you. Well, obviously, she's like, I can't figure this out for myself. So that's my article. What's your article? Here's my next one. This is from the Progress Index, Petersburg, Virginia. Palabolus? August. What? Did you say Palabolus Index? The Progress Index? Oh, I heard Palabolus. Petersburg, Virginia. Oh. Thursday, August 3rd. 1967. Dear Abby, I am a man approaching 50. My sister and I were married on the same day, and for 18 years, the four of us celebrated our anniversaries together. Then my wife and I were divorced. I remarried. She did not. Our 25th is coming up soon. Rather, it would have been our 25th had we stayed married to each other. My present wife will be out of town, so my sister suggested that the original four quietly get together again for old time's sake. I can't see where there would be any harm in that. My children are all for it. Are you? Signed, I regret. Huh. Dear regret, the old times so dear to your sister can be recalled but hardly recreated. The feelings of your present wife are more important than nostalgic pleasantries with the wife that was. And don't gamble that an anniversary reunion will remain a secret. In other words, if I were you, I would skip it. 
what <laughs> kind what I don't even like what I what why, kind of trip down what, memory like, lane <laughs> includes an ex. Like, I don't want to remember, remember anybody I ever dated. Let alone continuously have dinners with them and be like, remember that one time you threw me down the basement stairs? What? Why are we talking about this? Yeah, I'm so glad we got together. I know. Uh, remember when you cheated on me with uh, Father Samuel? What is happening? Why are we all at this table together? <laughs> I'm just trying to remember old times. Just trying to remember them, you know? Yeah. I just it's thought, for the I kids. Mean, I'm doing this yeah. for the kids. Yeah. I'm, I have an excellent life right now. I'm just here to tell you that I'm, I'm making the most money ever. My wife is fantastic, and uh, you look like shit. Can you pass the rolls, please? <laughs> but I just, I really wanted to make sure that you did, so that's why I invited you over here tonight. Tiramisu? <laughs> Enjoy um, the sanctum. I forgot, yeah, I forgot my wallet at home, so uh, maybe you guys can figure this out. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? This kind of reassures me that people are more messed up than I am right now. And I'm pretty messed up. Um, oh, is it my turn for an article? I believe so. I believe it is. Um, this is kind of similar to one of the questions we have coming up in Instagram mail. Oh. Hold on to your tatties. Okay. This is from the Parsons Sun in Parsons, Kansas, January 30th, 1964, a Thursday. This is called, that was me. That was me pooping in front of you. Uh oh. Me and Lena Dunham. Thank you. Can you pass the cool whip? Fault only in judgment is what it says. What is it? Fault only in judgment. Fault only in judgment. Fault, okay. like San Andreas. Fault. Uh huh. Dear Ann Landers, my husband died 13 years ago. Yesterday would have been our 50th wedding anniversary had he lived. I tried to keep myself occupied all day so I wouldn't think about it. Everything went well until 4 p.m. when a department store delivery truck pulled up in the driveway. A close friend of mine had the nerve to send me a full set of china as a golden anniversary gift. I was shocked at first, then just plain hurt. I cried all night. This morning I repacked the dishes, called the store, and asked them to come and get the box. I just this minute finished talking to my son on the telephone. He said I was wrong to return the gift. Was I? How can people be so cruel? I'd like your opinion. Resentful. Dear Resentful, a woman who would send a full set of china as a gift may be mistaken, but she was not trying to be cruel. Fault in judgment, but remember, the gift was intended as a token of friendship. I hope you will phone her soon or drop a note and apologize for returning the dishes. Tell her you were not thinking clearly that day, and now you realize she was trying to be kind. Hey! She's crying all night, like all night, like literally all night. No one cries all day and all night. I beg to differ. It's, this it's quarantine. <laughs> no, this quarantine has pushed me to my limits, and I think I've gone 48 straight hours with just tears rolling down my legs. Well, that's sad. That's really sad. It's sad. But you just, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised I'm not the kind of person who has done something like this before. Like, it's just not paying attention to someone's, someone else's life so much that I'm like, oh, it's Maud's 50th anniversary today. I have it written in my <laughs> Rolodex. I think I'm going to send her a nice set of china. 
And then it's like the scene in uh, When Harry Met Sally when you find out that he's dead and she's like, oh, dead. And then she just turns the little card over <laughs> the top, like, just to make a note, he's dead. I kicked um, the china. Well, think about this. If she spent a full set of china? Yeah, I, I think that that's a very generous gift. China was depending expensive. On the, de- depending on the china, like isn't like a like one plate set in like three hundred dollars? I think whole... it's a really specific gift. I mean, that's the whole thing with getting good china. Well, let me ask you this: What year is this again? What wedding anniversary is this? Fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary, nineteen sixty-four. China still okay. not cheap. Right. So fiftieth wedding anniversary, and you're sending someone a gift of china. Let me tell you this: the older you get the smaller your circle of friends gets. So who the fuck is coming over to celebrate with her? Now she's got all this china wear <laughs> for no one. What was this woman thinking? She's like, I know all of her friends are dying. Well, I'm going to get her an 18-piece uh, china setting. Why not? Sounds great. I, I mean, that's, like if, getting, that's like getting her like running shoes. And she's like 95 years old. And she's, she's like, I don't have a leg. leg. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to walk since 1962. You get me running shoes? See, I'm an insensitive gift giver, so my heart goes out to this woman. Also, if she's so far behind the time and not knowing this guy died, she could very well think this came off her wedding registry. I mean, right? It's like, here, here I got you all these songs. I'm in diapers, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate wedding gifts. <laughs> I lost my hand in a shark accident. What am I going to do with all these gloves? <laughs> I don't know why I picked a shark. I don't know about this. I never had this, but I did have a Zimzam. Did you have a Zimzam? What the hell's a Zimzam? Why does nobody know about the Zimzam but me? It's a tether ball, but with a tennis ball. So you know how tether balls usually have a volleyball? Wait, what? So it's like a stick that you just drive into the ground. And it has a tennis ball on a string, and you just hit the tennis ball back and forth so you can play with yourself, which is what oh, everyone's yes. doing in quarantine. Yeah. Yes, with like a coil with a coil at the top. Yes, I didn't know it was called a zimzam. I just thought it was some stupid thing that your dad made and put in the fucking yard. Maybe that's why my some... my father called it a zimzam. Hey, hey, uh, go out there and uh, play with that. Uh, I don't know, zimzam. That's it, zimzam. Are you saying that there was one made with a heavier ball, like a bigger ball? What would you do with that? Usually, tether balls are volleyballs, and it's like planted in the middle of a court, and you just keep hitting the volleyball with your hand. But with the tether ball, I mean with the zimzam, you hit a tennis ball with a racket. Unless you're me and decide to have amateur Olympics in my backyard. Now, remember, uh-huh. I tried to start a girl group with two other people when I was in sixth grade. So I am an entrepreneur, and I am a visionary, and I want large events that include a lot of people in the neighborhood. So sure. I created the like backyard Olympics, and we were doing okay with it, with all the different events, until I took the Zimzam pole out of the ground because it was like a javelin. It was really sharp because it had to draw. This was back when we sure. didn't have, um, you know, limitations on the dangers of our toys. Like nobody yeah, was second guessing. Right. Yards were still a thing. Yes. You could easily, most of our toys could have and should have killed us. Yeah. And it would have thinned the herd. But so it was a really sharp like pole in the ground and I took it out and I said, it's time for the javelin toss. 
and I went to go run, but I have no upper body strength because I'm four or whatever. And I go to throw it and, and the thing clocked me in the back of the head and I knocked my lights out. I was unconscious. I like that story. And when I came to my best friend, Michelle was like, I think the Olympics are over. (laughs) (laughs) Which if that isn't a sign of this time, I don't know what is. (laughs) But hey, hey, um, so I don't know if my mother can either confirm nor deny that I knocked myself out with the Zim Zam, but there's only one way to find out. And that is with (gasps) the That's right, it's time to call my mother. Find out what the weather is like in quarantine. And find out if I did knock myself out in the backyard. I hurt myself a lot as a child. I'm sure she's got stories. money right when I said I'd call her. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, good, ap- good afternoon. It's three o'clock Hi. in the afternoon, but you think it's morning, I know. don't you? I, <laughs> I nap at all kinds of times of the day now. There's no such thing from as a sleep our, cycle. Uh, just got back from our Sunday afternoon quarantine protest drive. So. <laughs> oh, yay. It's it's unusual be, to be driving around with nobody else on the road. It's like kind of cool, but uh, a little bit apocalyptic looking, you know. And are you just done so, with quarantine at this point? Oh, totally, totally. We went to the Burlington Mall. <laughs> I think there were people in there tailgating, believe it or not. What inside the mall? Not inside. Outside with at the cars. There were a couple of people out there, and I said, "Oh, that's a good idea. Let's get the high bounty and come back up." Jack, get the Weber grill and get those hot dogs ready. We've got new friends yes, to make. Yes. Wow. It's a beautiful day to 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 grill out in the parking lot. It sure is. That that brings yeah. us to the what is the weather like where you're standing? It's windy, but very pretty out. At least it's green, and the sky is blue, and there are flowers blooming. It's uh, it's much better than than yesterday's snow, so I'm very happy. I'll take anything at this point. Patty, did you see snow yesterday? You know, in New York? Um, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Wow. Very very briefly, but I thought it was my my uh, upstairs neighbor shaking out her brush. So I, <laughs> once I found out that it was snowing, <laughs> I think we all did a double take on that. That was disgusting. Uh, surprise. <laughs> In May, yeah. Good God. Hey, uh, uh, no. I have a question for you. Yeah, yes. Now, we got I'm off ready. on a tangent about toys. Do you remember the toys. Zim Zam? Oh, the Zim, that thing in the backyard? You mean that you hit with a paddle? Yes, the Zim Zam. <laughs> I've been looking everywhere for one of those. <laughs> they, they're too dangerous, and it's because of kids like me. Do you remember when I had the Olympics in the backyard and I knocked my, my lights out with that thing? <laughs> Well, a tennis ball knocked your lights out? No, the Pro- the actual javelin. Oh, good God. What are you talking about? I took you the Zim Zam out of the ground, a- and I went to go run with it and throw it like a javelin, and I hit myself in the back of my head, and I knocked myself out. Good Lord. How come I'm just learning about this stuff now? <laughs> I mean, I should have taken you to the ER if that really happened. I mean, oh, the my ER God. Why or a you- psychologist. Yeah, a little of both, maybe. Oh, I should have one on speed dial. I know. God help us. This week's theme is wedding anniversary. What is the worst gift that you have ever received on a wedding anniversary? 
<laughs> well, it was like a you know a trip to service merchandise when your father learned all he had to do was write things on a piece of paper and they all came down on the belt. It looked like I had a wedding shower here. I had uh, I had to return everything. It was like you know I had a a fondue and I had a baking cooker and I had a, a carafe with like six wine glasses and everything had to go back. There was it was like he was he was having a ball. He was just clicking on that little list and boom down it comes in the belt all wrapped ready to go pay the bill and you're gone and uh yeah he once i had to pull him away from that place <laughs> Did you know? he liked i i had a, i had to forbid him from shopping at all because with the holidays everything else he, it got it got uh, it got pretty bad he, he has terrible taste <laughs> well i thank you so much for sharing that little anecdote about service merchandise and making us take a walk down memory lane until we oh, land at the yes. pleasure chest we did Absolutely. not pass go we did not collect 200 dollars but if we did we'd spend <laughs> it at the pleasure chest you betcha well okay well, okay great <laughs> her voice is changing in quarantine <laughs> well, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ma'am. Gave, you, just, you just gave us your own Lisa Renna. We appreciate it. Oh, my God. How Lisa are Rinna? you? Lisa Renna? Is she the one with the lips? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't understand why she did that to herself. I know, and you, you can't take them out. How can you look in the mirror and think, oh, that was a good thing? I can't watch I any TV show. First of all, I'm getting PTSD when you watch a TV show and people hug and you think, oh, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking up. We're, we're driving down the street and picking out who has a mask and who doesn't. I don't get these people that are walking by themselves, but they have a mask on. It just drives me crazy. I want to pull over and say, stop it. But what, say it through a mask so doing? that they can't hear you. Stop it! Get that mask off your... Oh, I can't breathe in this mask. Oh. I, can't, I can't breathe. I, I go to check out at the supermarket and the... the isn't it bad to, like, inhale what you just exhaled? I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, I, and my eyeglasses get all foggy and I can't even see what I'm putting on the belt. And yet, if I pull the mask off, they're all going to say, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to get arrested or something. Oh, please get it's... arrested for being maskless. And please be that lady that decided to cut a hole in the middle of her mask, thereby rendering the mask completely useless. That's right. You can put a cigarette butt in there, you know, if you, you're a smoker. That. That, would be, uh, that would be a fun picture. <laughs> That's choose your own yeah. death right there. Choose your yeah. own adventure. Yeah, yeah. I think... Oh. I think... They have a mask like that at the pleasure chest too. It's called the glory mask. <laughs> anyway. But that has a zipper in the middle of it, so you can be socially responsible <laughs> when you're around other people, but you can unzip it when you're at home right. and comfortable. Here, I'll just well, that sounds like a very interesting little store. I'll have to check yeah. that one out. Oh, please really let me should. take you there. <laughs> yeah. Please, when this please is over. Wouldn't that be fun? The three please, of us. Drive yeah. by, uh, we drive by this place. It's, a, it's an adult bookstore on our way to New Hampshire. And every time we go by, your father says, I wonder if the store is open. <laughs> 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 like I'm going to pull in and let him say, hey, yeah, go. Please go do it. Thing. Please do it's it. Gonna be like, I'm afraid to go in there. Wait, it's Patty. Like what? Service merchandise. <laughs> service merchandise a- for adults. Yeah. It's gonna be, your trunk is going to be filled with all the things you just bought at the Pleasure Palace. <laughs> Jack, I can't use edible underwear. (laughs) I told you. 
Well, I thank you so much for this. I'm totally exhausted, and I need to go take a nap now. I have to go take a shower now, so <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, Patty, is there anything you need to do now? No, I think I just need pictures of all of that. And uh, Yes, yes. I pictures need you to call the good. pleasure chest. Yeah. Pleasure yeah, chest. I just need to place my order. Place your order. Well, thank you for joining us. Curbside pickup. My pleasure. Uh, we will pleasure. talk to you next week for the Moth Report. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Moth. Yes, yes, Yay! yes. Have a great day. Bye, Patty. Bye, Bye Jim. Bye. Have a great day. Bye, Aaron. Oh, talk I got one soon. right at the end. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Woo! Wow. That was, a, that was a hell of a Moth Report. I did not expect anything to go that way. I want to know where this adult video store is that I have to, I, I don't, I've never clocked this, but apparently my father has. Apparently. Oh, God. Times. Wow. Shall we cleanse the palate on this with a little, uh, listen to me, Instagram mail, Instagram, this is news, they send us the mail, go to the pleasure chest, put your junk on a conveyor belt, is that a dildo? Oh, to see things come down, a service merchandise conveyor belt and have them be dirty. Is there anything better in this world? I say nay. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. So this week, as every week, we put the question about anniversaries up on our Instagram stories, which we do every week. Would you like to do a PSA about, about our Instagram story questions, Patty? You know what? Listen, I would. Ladies and gentlemen of the pod, I thoroughly love to hear from you. But when I ask you a question pertaining to the topic at hand, I don't need to. I don't need to hear about your your gym, or your fitness regime, or your headshot company, or or your followers. Anything about that, nor do I need you to tell. I thank you for letting me know that today's a good day, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm <laughs> asking you a question. Wow. We get a lot of bots trying to sell us a lot of things, and we've only purchased three or four of them. So, that being said, right. we have Instagram mail that we put up on our stories every week, and we ask you a question. So, you can reach out to us and ask any question pertaining to the topic it's hand unless we just Correct. say ask us anything could be a grab bag week who knows yeah you know yeah. but it's yeah. advice if you need advice we are here for you Anne and abby are here for you damn it so let's put this in your ear hole and go to the pleasure chest why don't you start <laughs> us off okay here we go if we here we go Pod, do people still follow gift etiquette for wedding anniversaries? My husband and I are about to celebrate our one-year paper anniversary. Aside from cash, hard to find a good paper gift. Do people still stick to that tradition? Signed, paper is crap. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good, very good question. Var, var, var. Dear paper, I would like to say that I know a few couples that follow that time-honored tradition of paper, cotton, leather, fruit, flowers, wood, iron, candy, wool, pottery, etc. But you have to wait till your 60th to get a diamond, which I say, good luck waiting for that one. 
For my first wedding anniversary, I was gifted a signed Liberace poster to honor the, the tradition of paper for, for year one. My husband was so proud of it and hung it loosely over our dining room table that evening at our anniversary dinner. As the night went on and our third vodka stinger was sipped, old light in the keys was coming apart, quite literally. Before we knew it, Liberace was flaming. Seriously. I was dabbing my lips when our signed Liberace became unglued from the wall and caught fire in our wedding gift candelabra. Ugh, Liberace and death by candelabra. How is that for irony? He burned so bright and yet so fast. Thinking quick, quickly, Hubby tossed his salad all over Liberace to put out the flames. He managed to hit his face, but sadly it was a lost cause. Liberace was finished. Seems like he came and went so quickly. Hubby was not too happy that his small investment was up in smoke. Luckily, he was comforted with the fourth vodka stinger. Nowadays, paper is a hot commodity. Toilet paper. Who would have guessed the lush cushion of Cottonell would feel better than a signed Liberace? Oh, the times they are a-changing. That was fantastic. First of all, if my Jules gives me toilet paper for my anniversary, it will be in a huge red bow, and I will be very thankful for it, as we have rationed at this point, and he gets four squares to use as he pleases. Oh. Yes. Secondly, Behind the Candelabra was one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Oh, my God. One of the funniest just, damn movies. I mean, really just dispelling everyone's, you know, idea. It, it, was, like, it was like a like a, a Russian nesting doll. It was like a gift within a gift within a gift. You're like Michael Douglas as Liberace, Matt Damon <laughs> as his lover. Ow! It was it was delicious. Yeah. Every, every time you turn around, you're like, no, please don't. And then you're just still watching. Please, oh, no. Okay. Peel back the onion. And then he sleeps with his eyes open. And that was like the cherry on the sundae. And then you have to remind yourself when you were done, this really happened. This really this happened. is a real person. I kept saying it throughout the whole thing. This is really happening. This is really happening. This is what I say in quarantine every day. I'm like, this is really happening. Basically, I'm living behind the candelabra. I say that every time I'm at work. I'm like, this is really happening to me. This, this is happening. Is really it's happening. all happening. Okay. It's, that's, all right. Yours okay. is behind the all candelabra right. without any poppers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, I did this myself. I did it to myself. I did this to myself. I did this to me. Quarantine, yeah. that is not the case, but I did this to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of doing things to, to each other, here we go. Here's Anne's answer. Dear crap. I, for one, am a fan of traditional gifts. They keep you tethered to a theme and challenge your creativity. With this, of course, come some misfires. Like the time Jules gave me a paper shredder for our first anniversary. The first thing I shredded was our marriage certificate and said, works like a charm. No one knows for sure where this tradition began. But here is a little Ann Landers history lesson. Cue the music, please. It is believed this began in the Middle Ages, when couples would celebrate their 25th and 50th anniversaries by giving each other silver and gold garlands. Most of them would never have to shell out for those precious metals, however, thanks to thyroid, typhoid, and leprosy, how many people actually made it to their 50th wedding anniversary? Then, in the 1920s, Emily Post filled in the years by assigning materials to 1st, 5th, 10th, 15th, 20th, 25th, 50th, and 75th anniversaries. That bitch! After that, I'm pretty sure Kay Jewel has filled in the void. 
forcing couples everywhere to figure out how to buy a bunch of themed crap they would eventually resell for a buck at a gar garage sale. A garbage sale. Same deal. <laughs> End of history lesson. Stop that music. As with most things in life, we have evolved. As with most evolutions, some are just crap. But at least you have options. For example, first-year traditional gift is paper. The modern theme of this is clocks. Just what every spouse wants. A constant reminder of your life slipping away, just tick, tick, ticking on the wall. Here's the thing, though. The longer you stick with your spouse, the better the materials get. If you make it to 50, there better be gold waiting for you. When it comes to staying married, never underestimate the power of extortion. Lord knows, if my Jules and I make it to 60 years, he better come home with a diamond-encrusted Schwanstucker. Tradition! Tradition! Ain't! <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot going on today. I, I was I running mean... on very little sleep. Uh, you know, dog vomiting. And, uh, and a sense of adventure. That's, no, that's I what I got to say about that. I, I don't mind the idea that every year has a specific theme because at least then you're not like, oh, I don't know what the hell you, you keep getting the same thing over and over again. So at least you can look and say, oh, okay, this year is wood. All right. For my paper I anniversary, it. I was very innovative with paper. I made my jewels a book. Oh. A pornographic oh. one. And it's sold at... at uh, adult <laughs> videos on Route 95 heading up to Atkinson, New Hampshire. Strange that your dad likes to go there all the time. <laughs> or just wants to go there. He feels a pull. <laughs> That's what's scary. He, he, it's calling him. It's a siren song. Very, very strange. But, you know, who am I to judge? No judgment. Give me another no, one. No, no, no. The second Instagram mail. Oh, I guess I should do this, eh? 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 Dear Pod. Why is it that some people celebrate every type of anniversary in their relationship? Day they met, first date, day they married, day they said they were exclusive, day they moved in, blah, blah, blah. It's enough to make me sick. Why can't they just celebrate the year anniversary like the rest of us? Hallmark shouldn't have to make cards for every time you and your mate want to go to the bathroom. Now, they did not sign it, but I have, I have filled in the void. Dear blah, blah, blah. We all know those people. The ones that post about their wedding anniversary and their first date and the day they met. The ones that send each other Walgreens flowers and Russell Stover's chocolates to commemorate their first kiss and their first apartment and the first time they took a dump in front of each other with the door open. Believe it or not, there's a scientific term for people like this. Fucking annoying. After 638 years of marriage... Truth. I am lucky if I can get Jules to remember my name, much less the date. The date of the first time I sat under a glass table while he squatted on top and took a... Oh, I've said too much. I've said too much. Anyway, while many of us may find it ridiculous to celebrate every single first you share as a couple, there are many who find joy in commemorating the small steps that lead to the bigger picture of their lives together. Live and let live, I say... <laughs> if they want to celebrate the first time they wore Elmo costumes and invited the neighbors over for a tickle me party, so be it. <clears throat> but if it's too much, ugh, I'm a diabetic. It's saccharine shit. Block them on social media. Or the civilized thing to do, shit talk them to an advice columnist in your local newspaper. Ayan. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Well put. Well put. I'm not sentimental. What a a way with words. Mm. And sounds. (laughs) Here's what Abby (laughs) had to say. Dear mate, it is hard enough for most men to remember the wedding anniversary, let alone the day they were able to go number two in front of one another. Janet from the Arcade Flower Shop in Santa Monica says she has sent some of the most bizarre sentiments with her floral deliveries, mentioning that for every happy fifth wedding anniversary orchid bouquet, there are a few happy backdoor anniversary sunflowers. <laughs> I'm, only hoping, I'm only hoping that Janet is also a part-time locksmith. Dear readers, while it is just fine to celebrate your relationship milestone, it doesn't mean that everyone needs to send gifts or flowers or even need to know that May 15th marks the second anniversary of you baby birding each other's breakfast. Let your friends and relatives help you celebrate the basics, weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, and keep the happy toe-clipping anniversary between you and your beau. Oh, oh God. I was with you until you said the T word and that... The toe-clipping? Oh, that's horrifying. That has not happened, and it will not happen in my presence, or I will absolutely be the first one to call a divorce lawyer as soon as this quarantine is over. There is a woman that, um, whether it's, she's kind of like the Postal Service, it's, uh, you know, whether it's rain, sleet, or snow, she's going to wear open-toed shoes no matter what. No. And she looks like she, it's kind of like when you, um, when you're a kid in art class and you find you know, macaroni for hair, Twizzlers <laughs> for lips, yeah. and then she pulled out, she pulled out Fritos for toenails. No, no, like. no, stop! Where they're, where they're curling underneath. <laughs> She's serving shrimp cocktail. You, you, you don't. You don't want to look at her face because she's growing hair. So then you look down on the floor and then you see the Fritos on her on her flip flops, and you're just like, "There's nowhere to look." There's nowhere to look while she's talking. So then you just try to concentrate on your dog, and your dog's looking at you like, stay with me. There <laughs> in my eyes. We're not looking at her. We're not looking at her. Just wait to the first floor. Just wait to the first floor, Dad. That's what we have to do. Oh, Frito feet is. is in the elevator with you. Yeah. Hey, Fritos is, Fritos is in. We got to get out. Oh, this is our floor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So we'll what you're saying is that... Place. She could grip a tree branch with her feet. She's a sloth. She moves like a sloth, and she's got nails like one. It's it's one of the best things that I ever learned from Chuck Ragsdale is that if somebody is wearing a heeled pump that has an open front to it, and their their foot is like like squishing through the front and just dripping over the the lip of the shoe, it's called serving shrimp cocktail. And if the heel is falling off the back of like a mule and it's just on like like a Cinnabon, just just eking out of the sides, it's called serving biscuits. Biscuits and shrimp. (laughs) If that doesn't ruin that food for you for the rest of your life, I don't know what will. I hope the next time that we go out to a restaurant in 2075, you look at me. Getting further well, away. Well, you, well, well, you allow me to order shrimp cocktail. You tell me this story, and then I just projectile vomit on you. I get me some kind of Chris Farley movie. You're gonna order shrimp and grits. Let me tell you what the grits. Are. <laughs> no, when we go out, it will be 2078, and the first thing we're gonna do together, you and I, is order and a sanitize. specialty cocktail. 
Yes! 